0: Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen, where humanness meets spirituality. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? Join in the conversation with Kristen Ace and her fascinating guests to share the light, laughter, and the illumination of good vibrations.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibrations with Kristen. I have an amazing guest today. Um, She is the author of Writing Down Your Soul, Lotus and the Lily, which I know you all have heard me uh, talk about extensively. And she has a new book out called Soul Vows. And she is one of my favorite people in the whole world, the amazing Janet Connor. Janet, are you there?
0: Oh, I'm so here. It's such a joy to be with you. You're one of my favorite people too. So.
1: Oh, thank you. I've been looking forward to this for the the whole month that I've been waiting for you to you know we made this appointment and then I was like, Wee, that's what I'm excited about. So we are here to talk about chakras and the soul vows. So I I want you to to tell everybody just a little bit about soul vows in connection to the chakras. And maybe you should tell everyone what soul vows are first. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, um, my soul vows stumbled into my hands without, as anybody who's read any of my books knows, um, I just explore and then things come to me. And only later do I realize how profound they are.
2: Mm. So
0: in my very earliest deep soul writing, going through the divorce, screaming and yelling on the page, one of the first things I whined about is vows. Mm-hmm. don't talk to me about v- vows, mm-hmm. you know, dear God. They're <laughs> obviously a complete waste of time. And then, of course, in perfect synchronicity, I was led to David White's book of poetry, The House of Belonging. And don't you know, one of the very first poems is a poem called True Vows. The second I read it, I picked up a pen and I said, that's it, dear God, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's what I want. I want vows I can't break because they're vows to myself, with a capital S, my soul, and my God. Mm -hmm. And so on the page, um, after a while, it took a little doing, but eventually my soul vows came forward. I did not understand what I had. I didn't. But I knew at a very visceral level, this is a prayer. It's the most important prayer in my life, and I'm going to say it every day. It's the only prayer I have said every day. Now for this coming November 11th, will be 15 years. Wow! Yeah, wow! Well. What, and
1: plus, what a great, um, great way to honor your own self by giving your by, by receiving vows that are holy to live by instead of somebody else's vows for them, given to you by somebody else. It's yours.
0: It's a very it, it, it's a very mysterious, holy, sacred, intimate. This is your and yours alone. No two people have the same soul vow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You declare them with the divine, however you perceive the divine, but it is your sacred marriage vow. Mm-hmm. And so. They are very short sentences. It's just if you looked at mine, and you can see them in the book, Soul Vows, and you can also read lots of other people's Soul Vows. It's a very short list of ways of being. Like uh, my second one is, I live in partnership. Well, Kristen, you and I having this conversation is an outflowing of the fact that i live in partnership you right a partner i treat you like a beloved partner you treat me like a beloved partner right well having these hundreds upon hundreds of partners in my life is a response it's the universe responding to this commitment i make right so i declare i live in partnership i treat everybody Absolutely everybody, even my bank, my grocery store, the car repair guy. I treat everyone like a partner. And the universe just jumps up and down in joy to send me partners like my agents, like Unity FM that called me out of the blue. Hey, you're our next radio show host. My publisher, my editor recently sent me an email and signed it, your partner. Mm. Where did that come from? I didn't state that first. Right. So your soul vows to answer your question are the commitments you make to yourself, your soul, and the divine. This is how I want to walk this earth. Right. So they define your authentic self. They define what a life of integrity looks like for you, just for you.
1: And I love that because I think lots of times we're blown through life and we don't take the time to uh, verbalize or write down or be conscious of how do I want to go through life, not how I'm going through life because that's how I've always gone through life or I'm going to respond to this situation because that's how I've always reacted when someone pushes that button. But if I have a vow to myself about how I'm going to be in the world. Not how, again, for me, the hugest thing is not how I was made to be because of circumstances of my childhood and experiences, but what do I take from all of that? And how do I choose to be in this world? And then you make that vow to no one but you and the divine. And so you are really beholden only to yourself. And that's very powerful and empowering. So you've got that—you've um, got that gift that you—you you will definitely walk people through in the book. But then you connect it to your chakras, and that's when things really get rocking.
0: I think really exploded, <laughs> and it was a complete surprise to me. I taught soul vows for several years, and and, and having nothing to do with the chakras. And in 2013, two astonishing things happened within two weeks. The first one was what I call the new eye. I. I was simply sitting outside, and part of soul vows is you find a really sacred book, a master teacher book. It could be a sacred text. It could be, it could be anything. Not a self-help book. This is something very deep that's going to stretch you, and you know it's going to stretch you. Mm. And you read it alongside the experience of going through soul vows. And everybody always says, at first you wonder, Why am I, what am I getting another book for? But always, <laughs> always, the, these miraculous ahas happen at, at precisely the perfect moment, because as you're reading, maybe you're reading uh, the Upanishads, maybe you're reading the Holy Bible, Maybe you're reading John O'Donohue or Kabir Helminski. Well, I,
1: I want to ask, um, because I'm going to begin my, my soul vow book this
0: week. How do you find that book? Well, there's a whole explanation Okay. Um, in the introductory section okay. in the first chakra. But okay. in the end, you will be led to it. For example, um, and I don't know why, but I just instinctively knew, because I always tell everybody, I'm not your teacher. I'm not your teacher. I know. I love that you say that. I don't have that. your answers. No, 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 no. <laughs> You have your answers. Your soul has your answers. Your life has your answers. And the masters and mystics. Right. Meister Eckhart, you know, maybe he knows a little something. Hildegard, <laughs> the Sufi masters, Hafez and Rumi. Yeah. Read yeah. them. <laughs> exactly. They have some answers. Well, all I have is a process. They're pretty ma- magnificent processes, but I always reflect back. Don't ask me, what should I do about this, what should I do about that? Ask yourself, pick up a pen, go into deep soul writing. Right. So I'm sitting in the backyard, and I had picked up uh, Kabir Helminski's The Knowing Heart. Soul Vows had just opened, and I always do. I actually, I don't teach the class. Okay, here's what, I'm telling you what to do, now you go do it. I live through all five of my courses at the same time. Mm. So I needed a new book. And I'm sitting in the backyard, just started Kabir Helminski's The Knowing Heart, And I saw the pronoun I in a sentence in quotation marks. Hmm. That's it. That's it. But in that moment, a millisecond, I knew with every cell of my being that when I speak my soul vows, now keep in mind this was 2013, and I declared mine publicly in 2000. So I had been saying my soul vows for almost 13 years.
2: Wow. And in
0: that moment, my soul my heart awakened to a deeper mystical truth Mm -hmm. of soul vows that when I say I live in partnership, I'm not the only one speaking. Up until then, I had always thought that it meant I, Janet, live in partnership. Mm. No. Mm -mm. The next sentence is I, the divine, live in partnership. Because who else
1: are we in partnership with, Janet? but the
0: divine. (laughs) But it's true of all the vows. Like another one, my wackiest one is, I surrender. There is no path but God's. Well, I didn't really know how to handle when I, the divine, said it. It's, I, the divine, surrenders. Mm. There is no path but God's. Now, how can God surrender? In Janet, through Mm -hmm. Janet, Mm -hmm. and as Janet. How can God live in partnership? in Janet, through Janet, and as Janet, this was probably the holiest moment of my life. It was just this mystical breakthrough. That's the moment that soul vows went from being a lovely spiritual practice, and it jumped a fence to a mystical
2: Mm. practice.
0: So I thought, whoa, okay, I had to throw out everything I had about soul vows, and reteach it in this brand new way. Well, uh, it couldn't have been 10 days later. It might have even been just the next week. I'm sitting at the computer preparing, because I didn't have the book at that time, so I used to send out a PDF of 10 or 15 or 20 pages for the week's exercises. And as I was preparing it, I had another one of those knock you over the head moments. And I just saw, it had been in front of me all along (laughs) but that was the moment that i just saw wait a second wait a second the path to your soul vows it it parallels exactly the seven chakras right and you just hinted at it when you said i'm getting ready to um, walk through the soul vows i want my soul vows not the old ways of reacting, right. not the old buttons, the world pushing me. Right. Well, you just described why we have to go through the chakras.
1: Yeah, because they are our energetic epicenters, right? They
0: are the map. That's they right. They are the map. Uh, here's a clue. Listen to this. One of my many, 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 many resources for soul vows is Cynthia Bourgeau's The Holy Trinity and the Law of three. This is the most profound deep dive into three, the meaning of three, the numerology, the power of three. It's an entire book just on three. Well listen to this one it's one of her opening sentences in the book. Every developing process whatsoever must pass through seven distinct stages before mm-hmm. it reaches its
1: Right. And Megan just took her her hand and moved it all the way up her chakra system. Because as you start at the base, which is, you know, our connection to the earth and family and tradition, and you move that all the way through to the crown chakra, which is your divinity and your connection to all that is, that's where you have enlightenment. So every idea you have starts at its base. Like this is like desire, want, you know, how does it work in my life? All and It moves all the way through to enlightenment, which for you, what I'm hearing is soul vows was probably um, slowly over those 13 years working its way up your chakra system until, bam, exactly. you hit the seventh chakra.
0: Exactly. And I didn't even know it Mm -hmm. which is i think always the sign of something mystical oh yes bigger than you are yes this is not a self-help book a self-help book stays in your left brain and it helps you sort of figure things out and i'm sensing this incredible hunger no matter how many books like that people have read how many coaches they've worked with Mm -hmm. there's this visceral mystical hunger there's got to be something more.
1: That's right. Well,
0: the chakras will lead you because, yes, where do they have to lead you? But into the seventh chakra right. where Shakti and Shiva, the soul and the transcendent, are united in bliss.
1: And also because the the chakras are not, they aren't an idea separate from mm-hmm. you. They mm-hmm. are literally whirling within your physical and etheric and um, energetic being so they're part of every aspect of your being, of
0: your being.
1: they they um, radiate out from you so they go into your etheric world they radiate out towards everyone who is in your etheric world and the etheric body is huge so that radiates out into the earth and it's also how your physical body will you'll know what chakras of yours are not spinning cleanly and clearly with what parts of your body are not working well because it's connected not only to your spirit but to your physical self so you have to marry those two things together
0: and that's why because your soul vows are your human mystical prayer right that the chakras could not be a more perfect map so in the first chakra so the book is laid out with seven chapters only of course i don't call them chapters i call them deep soul explorations and so your first exploration is in the first chakra. And yes, as you said, it's your human chakra. It grounds you to Mother Earth. But the big aha that starts this whole journey going is that you, are, you have a dual lineage, a royal lineage. You are equally human and equally divine.
1: Yes, and I think that's the piece that people are now <clears throat> yearning for, is to know their divinity
0: know their divinity that's right and your soul vows are the ways your individual soul chooses to be the light of the divine Mm -hmm. we can't be the whole divine so if you visualize all of divinity as some immeasurable diamond you know Mm -hmm. with millions and billions of facets i have seven soul vows those are my seven facets. I can shine the presence of the divine in Janet, through Janet, and as Janet in these seven ways. But first, got to get to the second and the third chakra. Right. That's what you were alluding to. In the second chakra, the second deep soul exploration, it's a shock to discover you're already living a ton of vows. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not very pretty. They're not pretty. Oh, no. <laughs> No, no, no. And you created them. You created right. them starting at two, three, four, and 5 years old. Right. You created them to try to keep yourself safe. But then when you repeated a belief, um, a fear, and the next thing you know, you're 40 years old and you're still repeating it. Oh, my God. You, right? I mean, this <laughs> oh is God. a human story. Right. And so if you try, and this is why positive affirmations don't work. If you try to just say, you know, I come from love, which is my heart chakra, soul vow. But you really don't because love. you're,
1: like, coming from fear. Yeah, and you're well, like...
0: exactly. Your internal <laughs> negative voices would be going, please. Right. Yeah, yeah. nice one. <laughs> nice try. So you spend this really very holy adventure in the second chakra calling up all your critical voices. Right. finding out all their stories, not no judgment. You just listen and you discover that these stories are ways that really have been trying. you tried to help yourself. You created right. these false stories about yourself, just trying to be safe in this world. And then in the third chakra, you release them. And because you haven't been fighting them, instead you've befriended them, mm. they actually say, okay, we're finished, bye-bye. And okay, then I'm going
1: to hold you to that one, Janet, because... It,
0: it, it's <laughs> miraculous. I'm telling you. You create a, your own ceremony, because you are your own shaman, your own, you are your own jesus. <coughs> right. You're going to create in the third chakra a completion ceremony, and you're going to release all your false masters, all your false vows into the light or integrate them, or transmute them. Everybody comes up with their own. Mine is, I buried my dead. Mm. And uh, and you can hear me on the website read this poem, Bury My Dead. Mm. The wonder is that they actually do leave, but it's because you've honored their presence, you've listened, you haven't judged them. Now, visualize yourself as an empty vessel. Now you no longer have those buttons being pushed those right. Automatic reactions to stresses. Well, I so like this
1: because empty. you can take responsibility for where, and not not with blame. And I want to be very mm-hmm. clear: no it's problem. not blame, but it's responsibility for where you are right now, and also where you can uh, move
2: to. Because well, that's
0: what happens. Yes. In, the, in fourth and fifth. Right. In the fourth, your heart chakra. The wisest part of your body is mm, your heart. It's mm-hmm. thousands, thousands of times wiser. And you've been following your instincts pretty well. You've been doing all these mystical exercises in soul valve, so that by the time you get to the heart chakra, you've really been stretching <laughs> your <laughs> mystical muscles <laughs> and your soul vows are just going to walk in. They're just going to walk in.
1: Well, and it's interesting that they come in in the fifth chakra, which is you're speaking of your your truth. I mean, the fifth chakra is communication. Oh, they do? They They come in in the fourth? they
0: walk because Ah. you're an empty vessel. You walk into the fourth, and your heart is your true spiritual intelligence. And and it makes perfect sense because the heart chakra is about, Mm. if you look at the Vedic symbol, the ancient Vedic symbol, we think of it as the um, Star of David But way before the Judaic merging of those two triangles, it's an ancient, I mean, it's probably one of the most ancient um, spiritual symbols on earth. Mm. And it actually takes place in your heart, which makes perfect sense. It's a sacred marriage. But then when you go to the fifth, now your soul vows are going to teach you their chant, their rhythm, their dance. Their movement—you cannot have more fun than in the
1: fifth chakra. Oh yeah, well you know, for me, and I know you know this, but I think my my audience knows that the fifth chakra is my favorite because that's where my my particular gifts lie in the fifth chakra because it's communication and speaking out and um, it, it, it's actually it's just where I have the most fun in my life.
0: <laughs> then you are going to have such a good time playing in the fifth chakra. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, And you, and you don't have to come up with it. Your soul bows are going to teach you. They have a chant. They have a rhythm. They have a dance. You just have to be open. But you've been so open and receptive going through this journey. And of course your false masters are silent. And so you're just an open... You're going to have a grand time. But the real whoa is in the sixth. The sixth is your third eye. It's the seat of light and knowing. The big aha for me when I did the research in the sixth is that in the ancient Hebrew it's one and the same.
2: Mm-hmm. When
0: Jesus speaks about the light, it's exactly the same as knowing. And we in English we use the word light over here and knowing over there. It's the same thing. It's illuminated okay. knowing. Yes yeah, that makes sense is though, doesn't it? Wild. Mhm. The sixth is this miraculous place, and the sixth is why there's a swan on the cover.
2: Mm. I'll let everybody
0: discover that for themselves. It's not an accident that there are swans swimming in the moonlight.
1: Well, there's never anything that's an accident of the things (laughs) that you bring forward, Janet, just so everyone knows that (laughs) everything has deep, um, purposeful meaning, everything. But
0: But it was such a surprise, just like the chakras were such, a holy surprise to discover that here's this perfect map. And so then, of course, you do get to the seventh, the sacred marriage, and Mm. you live in that mystical. So when people talk to me about, you know, I really want to live a mystical life, what does that mean? Is that possible? Because in the old days, in the 10 hundreds, the 600s, the ancient Vedic times, people had to leave the regular world, to go to an ashram or a monastery or a convent or the desert fathers and mothers in the fourth century. Everybody felt they had to get out of the world in order to experience the divine. But I think we're called now, no, be the hands and feet of the divine right here, right now. Well, Do I your think... job, raise your children, pay the mortgage, and be a mystic and the soul vows.
1: We, and I think at this point in our uh, development as human beings and as a species, we don't have a choice because I think because we have now become a global society and because of the um, oh, – I'm trying to find a, a nice word for this, but because of the atrocities committed not only to one another but to our earth and our animals yeah. – We have to now be mystics to become something bigger than just our human self.
0: Yeah, we have to. The story is global. The story is big. Yes, and your soul vows are how you can do that. Right, and 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 it also, it it. No, I'm struggling with the right word, but protects is not the right word, because reading the newspaper is it hurts. It Mm -hmm. hurts. It definitely does. All these things going on in the world. But I know I can return to this tiny prayer. I know that if I unite with others to create good, if I live in partnership, if I honor myself, if I come from love, if I surrender to the path of God, if I seek truth and if I pray always my seven ways of embodying the divine, then I am helping heal the world.
1: Right, because what we come back to time and time again is that what we what we vibrate within ourselves echoes out exponentially Mm -hmm. and so you don't have to feel powerless you don't have to feel inadequate and the thing that I want to I want to um, say most profoundly is not only do we represent the divine within ourselves but the divine knows itself by us being, so yes. the divine can't know itself without experiencing itself through us. So yes. it is a mutual. It's a mutual it's benefit. A merit.
0: It's a sacred marriage. It's a sacred marriage.
1: And yeah, with there that, there
0: is no separation.
1: That's right. And I I, 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 know, we could talk for hours, but I do want you to tell everybody about. Um, you have a, po- a course coming up with soul vows, and I want you to tell everybody that real quick before we say goodbye.
0: Yeah, I teach each of the five things in Your Soul Vows, five things live once a year. And, of course, it's perfect to be able to teach, lead a seven-week, one week for each chakra, the live global telecourse, soul vows, gathering the presence of the divine in you, through you, And as you. And we start on Tuesday, April the 14th, and meet every Tuesday at 8 o'clock Eastern for almost two hours. No one, of course, has to be live on the call because we're around the world. Yes. Uh, You can still be a very active member without being live on the call. So I'd like to invite your listeners who know so much about the chakras. This will be a lovely exploration for them if you feel called To live the life of a mystic in the real world. Join me in soul vows. And I'd like to give your listeners a gift when they register, put in the coupon code PARTNERSHIP. Because that is one of my vows, and I'm a partner with Kristen. And as a listener, you're a partner with Kristen. Put in the coupon code PARTNERSHIP, and you'll get 20% off.
1: Wow, that's really generous. I'm I'm so excited for this. I just want to let all my listeners know that I have taken the Lotus and the Lily course with Janet now twice, and it is, I'm letting you all know that it is such a profound experience to do the telecourses with Janet. It's, I mean, life-changing and exciting and beautiful, and I want to encourage all of you to do this, and I will make sure that I have all the information for you on my blog, I have to say goodbye to you, Janet, because our time is up. And thank you so profoundly, not only for taking the time to come here and be with us today, but also for such the amazing gifts that you put into the world with your books. I'm just, uh, I, I'm just profoundly grateful for you.
0: And I am so grateful for you, my partner.
1: Thank you. <laughs> bye bye, Janet. And goodbye, all of you. I love you. Please do yourself this great gift. And if you can't do the telecourse, at least pick up the book. And I love you. We hope that you found this episode of GVK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website at goodvibrationswithkristin.com.
0: And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us, let us know, so we can share your ideas on the show. And meanwhile, keep listening,
1: keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided.